Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. TGIF, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Um, By the way, you know, like I said, it's Friday. If you have weekend plans and one of those plans includes going to the movies, just wanted to let you know that today is National Popcorn Day. And a couple of the theater chains I know are um, giving you free popcorn which in a lot of cases these days is as expensive as the movie ticket or more. So uh, just in case, you know, you didn't know, wanted to let you know about that. So also there, I'll tell you about an, another giveaway uh, a little later, but it is Friday. That means it's Friday in the garden with Mr. Robert Bowden. How are you, sir? Good morning. Are you there? Oh, Okay. He may be running a little bit behind, but he is supposed to be with us today. So I'll go ahead and tell you about the uh, the other giveaway, uh, trees, if you are interested. And it's only uh, it's in certain parts, uh, I believe. But Duke Energy has a program, and I think they've done it before. I think it's in honor of, of Arbor Day. But you can register. You can go on the site, and I've posted the link on the Deep Power Hour Facebook page. Um, and I got a reminder from uh, Audrey Stasco, who is um, with Duke Energy Corporate Communications. She's been on the show before or lined up people to be on the show before with us. So thanks for that. Um, so in, our, in honor of Florida Arbor Day, they're um, collaborating with the Arbor Day Foundation to uh, give away 900 trees. Um, so that's, it starts today. You can go on the, the to request a free tree at arborday.org slash Duke Energy. That's A-R-B-O-R-D-A-Y dot org slash Duke, D-U-K-E Energy, E-N-E-R-G-Y. And um, they're also donating $50,000 to the um, the Arbor Day Foundation to purchase and distribute uh, to the uh, trees through the Duke Energy program. And I think there's three types of trees. I think there's a Matt, is it Sweet Gum Magnolia? I think that's the one I was looking at. And then I think there's a Cypress, yeah, Sweet Bay Magnolia, Sweet Bay Magnolia, a Bald Citrus, and a Crepe Myrtle, a Pink Crepe Myrtle. Um, I think we've gotten, I know our neighborhood, because we don't have, let's say, a homeowners association, but a bunch of the volunteers got together and went and got um, trees and donated them to our front entry. So we've had Crepe Myrtles in our front entry of our uh, subdivision for a while because, of you know getting the 
getting free trees. Um, but yes, go. So if you are in need of a tree for yourself, or you know someone that that would like a, a tree, or maybe you want to spruce up a, a common area where you are, go to arborday.org/dukeenergy. Um, you can get a chance to sign up, and then they'll send you. I think. Um, I guess word after they've gotten everybody to sign up um, to to get your tree. So anyway, since we're talking, you know, since we're talking about you know gardening and, and sprucing up, you, you know, the outdoors and everything, it's a good way to do that. Um, just also a reminder: um, I know Floridians, we get very little of this type of cold, but tonight and I believe tomorrow night, I know we've got some chilly stuff until through at least. Sunday, and the weather's going to be off and on, remind you to take your vegetation in. I, I got a brand new uh, uh, rose bush that looks so, so, so beautiful. I don't have the, the buds just yet, and I need to talk to Mr. Bowden about that, but um, it's thriving right now, but I will be pulling it in for tonight because I do not want it to go unless he says otherwise, so. Anyway, if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Robert, are you there? Okay. I'm going to try to track down Robert. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and like I said, if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, you may know me as Timmy G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the art with you. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio. Are you? Hey there, welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Um, Like I said, today is Friday in the Garden. um, And uh, also, like I said, I wanted to tell you about the tree tree giveaway to celebrate Florida Arbor Day. Um, The website is Arbor Day, A-R-B-O-R Day dot org slash Duke Energy, D-U-K-E-E-N-E-R-G-Y. And they're taking uh, the request until all of the trees are distributed. So um, the trees are one-gallon trees. They'll they'll be shipped directly to your home. By the way, that was the thing I was trying to figure out. Um, With planting and care instructions, Uh, they're supposed to be delivered in time for National Arbor Day 2024, so I uh, wanted to make sure you, if you're aware of that. I, I know people are like, what's, what's with the trees? Okay, well, my thing is, you know, my husband and I have even gone 
around about trees sometimes because he's like, well, we don't need all those trees. It's like we lived in a place one time where we had a large front yard and it was like nine trees. And it's like, we don't need, I'm like, yep, you do. They filter the environment, you know, and, and with our growth in population and uh, the growth in the number of cars on the road, even though there are efforts to reduce contamination in the air and stuff like that, the trees help filter the air so that we can breathe properly. Just remember that. So, you know, all those places that you see with all of the smog and everything, see how many trees they got. You, you'll probably find they've got more concrete than, than trees, more high-rises than trees, more cars than trees. And so when you start top, chopping down all these trees and you don't replenish enough to clean the environment, that's what happens. So, and, you know, I I love and cherish Florida. I really don't want to see us become like a lot of those other places where you you can't see because of all of the, or breathe because of all of the the um, smog and, and uh, dirty air. And, and then as a matter of fact, too, one of the things that if you don't know that, you know, asthma that, uh, has been on the rise, you know, for various reasons. You know, so you do want to make sure, you know, people also with allergies and whatnot, you want to make sure that your air is, is as clean as possible. So, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Bowden, is he on yet? Okay, I guess not. So um, No one yet, Gretchen. No one yet. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Good, and I know you're busy, so <laughs> thank you. It's a crazy day. Sorry about that. That's no, no, no. Apologies necessary. You didn't be handling your business, and that's that's what counts. That's what matters. So anyway, um, I think we talked a little bit yesterday. Uh, and this, you know, as I think about this too, this would be a good service project. By the way, we talked about um, the King holiday, uh, which occurred on Monday, and I know a lot of people celebrated last weekend. But, you know, I mean, and, and, just, and there's a lot that needs to be done. But, one, you know, this might be a good way to um, help the environment in other areas. Um, I know I've had somebody on before, and I think I want to have someone on again to talk about urban heat. Because one of the things when you are building in these urban areas and uh, you don't have green spaces is that the heat elevates in these areas. And unfortunately, a lot of um, minority uh, communities are very much in these areas where the heat is on the rise. And, and you're like, why are you talking about heat now? It's cold as I don't know what right now. In most areas of the country, that's true, but that's not going to stay. If you know anything about uh, the weather uh, evaluation of 2023, it, uh, it's supposed to have been one of the hottest years on record for as long as they've, they've been keeping records. Now, you know, I mean, it's, it's relative to a lot of people. But the thing is, you know, we don't, summer's coming up in a few months. This cold is not going to last. Or or we may end up, uh, after these few days of cold, might end up having a warmer winter. We don't know. But what we do know is that um, in these particular areas, these urban areas, the heat does increase. 
Uh, one of the things you could do is do a patio garden or a roof garden. And if, even if one of these trees don't necessarily fit in your criteria, maybe you don't have the space for it. Maybe you get something uh, like a, a palm or something that you can put on a patio area or on a roof garden or in, in some some uh, area where you could um, just help improve the environment a little bit. If everybody did one, I think it would be helpful, very, very helpful. So uh, anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. And since uh, Robert's not here, we're going to pull up on some other information uh, to, to go to um, take look take a look at. So the number. Five one six three eight seven one nine four four. That is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. G's Power Hour. I never had it so good. Entertainment. We'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Happy Friday to you all. Um, I hope you're planning a safe and enjoyable weekend. Um, on one, I decided while I was trying to see whether or not uh, Robert would be joining us, uh, it's to go through the LinkedIn Daily Rundown. Uh, some of the stuff I heard about this morning, uh, they were talking about uh, layoffs at, at Macy's and some other places, even though, uh, you know, the jobs report is pretty good and, and um, you know, unemployment is still pretty good. There are some areas that are cutting. Uh, Macy's is one of those um, that's eliminating about uh, 2,300 jobs this month and closing uh, 500 stores, I think they said, excuse me, not 500, let me rephrase that, let me back down, five stores um, as part of a a cost-cutting plan. Um, And a lot of it probably has to do with inflation. Um, But, I mean, as as we noted in the past, that these are the jobs that uh, I guess you don't necessarily pay as much as, as we would like them to or we hope. And also the jobs are being reduced because a lot of people are doing more shopping on online and, and, as well as reducing shopping. So um, I've worked retail before. I, I enjoyed it and everything. But um, it is 
kind of taxing in some ways. And so, um, and it was for me, it was always kind of the backup plan when I was in between. I actually started my first retail job, I think, when I was um, in college during the summer looking for a summer job. And I was very good at it. So I kind of always went back to it either during the summer or as a, a backup plan when I was in between jobs because once you have one of those jobs and if you do well in it, it they used to be relatively easy to get. Um, but uh, one of the things that I would suggest is, is that um, whether it's retail or some other job, to just kind of always have a backup plan. Um, our economy is in constant flux and change. And so what was in demand at, at one point in time may not be at another point in time, and it's always good. I always tell, you know, any students I see as well. Gretchen, you know, your guest you know, is you, on. Okay, thanks. Uh, when you, when you're picking a major in college um, or whatever you're deciding to do as a career, always have something else lined up just in case uh, something goes wrong or you can't you not can't continue in a certain field for a long period of time. Have something else lined up that you can also do. Mr. Bowden, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy New Year. Sorry, I'm late. I'm uh, I'm at a trade show in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and I just oh. got off stage giving a presentation. So I'm sorry I'm a little late, but um, that's okay. People people yeah. want you to answer questions. Oh, definitely, definitely. You've got the answers too. Um, thank you for <laughs> for taking the time. If I don't, I make them up. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, they always sound legit, so that's. That's important. So um, I'm going to ask you, I guess, somewhat of a, a personal question, sort of, in terms of I. Um, one of the things that that we did, and I'm going back. I, I bought a rosebush uh, from Lucas. Um, it was on sale, and it's. You know, I did put a little plant food and water in it and stuff like that. It's been about a few weeks or months or whatever. Um, it looks. Beautiful. I will probably, well, this is the thing. It's supposed to go down, I guess, below freezing tonight or around freezing tonight. Do I pull that plant in? Because I haven't put it in the ground. It's still in a planter, in a pot in the planter. Uh, number one, so should I pull it in? That's one question. Uh, you don't need to. Um, don't need the, to. The roses that we grow here. In Central Florida are the same roses we grow up in North Florida and South Georgia, and their temperatures can get into the teens. So mm-hmm. um, roses roses are very, very tough, and a little cold weather won't bother them at all. Um, up north, the biggest problem is we will, um, you know, we wait for real-world cold weather to come and sustain cold weather, and the ground freezes. And then we mm. take soil and mulch, and we mount the bottom of the rosebud about a foot or so. Because in February, in the northern areas, we usually get a thaw. And mm-hmm. uh, without that mulch around to keep that plant frozen, we don't try to keep it warm. We try to keep it frozen. Because if we didn't have any protection, then they'd start to sprout. And they start to sprout and everything's happy. And then March comes back 
and kills all the sprouts and kills the bush. But we don't have to worry about that here in Florida. So um, you would be um, you'd be fine leaving it outside, even in a container, uh, with with no ill effects whatsoever. Okay, that's a good thing. Number two, it has not bloomed, and so I'm wondering, is it because of the time of year, or is it something that I need to do to it? Um, you got it from Lucas, you said? Yeah, I got it from Lucas. It was on sale. Was it, it was the, on clearance. But I got it now. Was it You're going to make me go outside and it? take a look at it. Was <laughs> it in a blue pot? No, it was in a, a, a black pot, and I'm going to actually, yep. while we're talking, walk outside and take a look at it. Um, but, okay. yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's full. It doesn't look like any, there's any problem with it. Um, yeah. And uh, I was just curious in terms of is there a particular time of year it's supposed to bloom? No, it blooms year-round. Uh, it blooms a lot around Mother's Day. And blooms okay. a lot again in October, but it should bloom on and off uh, 12 months out of the year. Um, okay. You know, the last, I mean, if you think about it, you know, the last uh-huh. month, the last month has been very cloudy, and there hasn't been okay. a lot of sun. And roses what? love full, hot, blazing uh, sun. They like okay. a, you know well well prepared composted bed to grow in. Um, mm-hmm. I I think probably uh, it's a lack of sunlight. So you probably have a lot of buds, but they haven't come out because it just hasn't been sunny enough. Okay, because I was gonna say I have it on the I intentionally put it on the sunny most side of the house. Um, right. And like I said, it, it's pretty. It just hasn't bloomed. This is. A Queen Elizabeth rose. Oh, that's an old timer, and uh-huh. uh, it's going to be a, a really, really nice plant for you. The, the only problem with Queen, Queen Elizabeth is that it wants to grow very tall. Ah, good. Want, I like a, that. A lot, of, a lot of bushes stop at 48 inches or so, but Queen Elizabeth wants to grow to six feet. Oh, nice. Oh, good. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, you, you want to see the flowers, and you can't see the flowers when they're six feet tall. So with Queen Elizabeth, you're going to have to sharpen those pruners, and you're going to have to really whack on that guy to keep him down where you can look down on the flowers instead of looking up at the flowers. But it's a it's a very, very good old-fashioned Clear pink, like a carnation pink flower, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's very fragrant. Should be nice for you. Well, good. And then I do have like maybe a lower area because I, I have a slope. I think I've mentioned to you before um, in my yard. So maybe I will put it in order to be able to see the flowers in a lower area of the yard where I can see it. And then that was the other thing too. Um, is there a time that's better than others to transplant out of a pot into the the soil, into the yard? Or should I just no. leave it? Um, if, you know, if they were in the ground and you wanted to transplant them to another location, I would say um, 
before Christmas, you know, uh, late November, early December. But okay. you have plants growing in a pot, and the reason that growers went to growing plants in pots is you can buy them and you can plant mm-hmm. them at any time of the year. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good. So uh, it just may – oh, and then you were talking about pruning. Is is that recommended on any type of regular basis uh, once a year, or do you have to prune the plant at some point? Yeah, generally um, towards the end of February, we will um, look seriously at each individual plant and make decisions on how to prune them. Um, Roses are very susceptible to um, leaf spot, one particular Mm -hmm. called black spot. And so what you you have to do is to uh, create um, an, an interior of the plant that is empty. So if you can visualize, and I'm gonna ask you to put Take your hand, stretch your arm out, and put your hand mm-hmm. straight out with your fingers straight out, okay? Okay. And then fingers, and you point them towards the ground, okay? Okay. Now, mm-hmm. if, now you flip, flip your hand over, and you, mm-hmm. now you see your fingers represent the canes, the stems of the rose. And you notice how it's empty in the middle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what you want to. That's what you want your rose to look like. So when okay. you prune, uh, you're going to prune so all of the branches are facing outward. Uh, if you see any little stems that are growing in towards the middle, you have to take those off. Just prune those off, and you're going to be doing okay. that all year long because you have to keep oh. that air going through there. Okay. Then um, you want to remove any dead wood. So if there's a stem that looks bad, then, you know, come down an inch or so and cut that off. Any branches that are crossing over each other, you also want to prune because when they rub each other, it gives the pathogens, bacteria, and viruses an opportunity to enter into the plant and cause problems. So if any of the plants are rubbing each other, you want to take one of the two away, um, and that will help. And that's really the pruning that you need to do. Good to know. Thank you so much. So yep. what, are you, what are you doing um, other than the trade shows? I mean, that, that, does, that leaves you, I guess, less and less time to be out in your yard. I don't know how many you do yeah. for a year, but I guess, yeah. But... Um, uh, I was also looking at trying to uh, pick some perennials or something that would reduce or uh, prevent uh, soil erosion because I am on a slope and I wanted to plant something along the uh, sidewalk in the in the front yard along the sidewalk that could maybe uh, stop some of the soil runoff. In, onto the sidewalk until I'm able to uh, build up my yard a little bit better. What are your thoughts? And, uh, you have you have mulch on your beds, right? No, I don't have any mulch. 
yeah. right now. I would start with that. I would start with a, a, a bale or two of pine straw, and okay. uh, you 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 take that bale apart and you sprinkle um, the pine straw over the exposed soil. You can put that three or four inches deep, and okay. um, um, once once you get a rain or two, that will compact a little bit, and that will significantly reduce uh, the amount of water runoff that you're going to get. So oh, any okay. kind of mulch. Any kind of mulch will um, hold. It, it just prevents the water from getting to the soil, and in uh, in such amounts that it washes it away. Uh, the the pine straw is going to be your best bet. You can get pine okay. bark and things like that, but with that amount of water, they're going to it's going to wash onto the sidewalk. So mm-hmm. you want to use you want to use pine straw, and that means pine you may straw. have to lift up some. You may have to lift up some of your limbs and then tuck mm-hmm. that pine straw up underneath. So uh, you have a nice three to four inch layer of pine straw, and that will significantly reduce the amount of water. And then you're right. Okay. You know, in addition, you could go ahead and plant uh, a, a plant of some sort that has a very fibrous root system that will also prevent runoff. It'll hold on to that dirt. And okay. the first thing I have to tell you, the first thing that comes to my mind uh, for a beautiful plant, either sun or shade, uh, and it has really uh, sumptuous uh, green leaves that look like um, an old metal tractor seat. In fact, they call it a tractor seat plant. And it has big okay. leaves. They're about six inches across, and they're very, very shiny. And then on and off during the year, they put up a flower spike about uh, 24 inches tall, covered with bright yellow, golden, uh, daisy-like flowers. And it's one of the easiest plants in the garden to grow, but because it does have fibrous roots, it would be an excellent plant to put in your garden. So you can go to just about any garden center uh, and they would have a tractor seat plant uh, for you and you'd want to get a couple of them and then you put pine straw all along your sidewalk and I think that'll solve most of your problem. Okay. Because I was considering just because I know my parents used to have them. I guess I kind of got fond of them. Um, and uh, my house is, well, it needs to be painted, but it's white. Um, I was considering getting, like, a, doing a border with some dusty millers along the border. Is that not uh-huh. a suitable? Is that not a suitable plant? No, they would work. Yeah, they would work. Okay. Uh, dusty miller is considered to be an annual, which means it will ah, um, grow okay. grow for one year and probably pass on. The uh, okay. you know when we say perennial, uh, perennial means permanent. So when you right. plant it, it's going to be it's going to be around a while. Right. Okay. All right. So I'll I'll mix that. You know, but um, that but I might get some. Like I think they're pretty around Christmas time. It's probably to go with the poinsettia. Sure. Yeah. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. That and some white alyssum looks really nice during the holidays. Okay. Well, but we got time for that. <laughs> we got time for that. One of the things yes, that we do. need to look at now is, um, I guess, what getting 
getting our, our soil and, and uh, seeds and all that ready for, for spring, right? Uh, well, right now, you should be growing lots and lots of vegetables. Oh, uh, you should be, um, my My children come over at least once a week and raid, mm-hmm. my, raid my vegetable garden. Uh, my vegetable garden is about 40 by 40 uh, feet, and I'm growing broccoli and cabbage, uh, different types of tomatoes, um, lots of cauliflower. I'm growing onions now, uh, carrots, collards, mustard, turnips. Uh, all of that can be growing right now. So if you're not growing it, you still have time uh, mm-hmm. to either grow them. You can put potting soil in a container and grow vegetables that way if you don't have any land. Otherwise, you can just uh, you can even create a, a raised bed by mm-hmm. uh, nailing some some two by ten boards together. Usually, we we create a box that's four feet wide and ten feet long. And then we'll fill that box. That box will be about 30 cubic feet of potting soil, and then we'll plant that. And that way you don't have to cover very much. Uh, and the plants really, really enjoy it because it's nice and soft, and and the, the roots just really have a good time growing through that soft soil. So you still have time to plant all okay. the winter vegetables. And, in fact, um, if you go to Eventbrite uh, mm-hmm. on, on the computer uh, and go to mm-hmm. uh, Lou Gardens, you'll see that uh, for the month of February, uh, I'm teaching eight classes, and one of those classes is going to be the Winter Vegetable Garden. And I think, cool. although I'm not sure, not 100% sure. I think I also have uh, some classes left in January. So, you know, go online. I don't work at the garden anymore, but I do teach classes there. I teach about mm-hmm. eight classes a month um, on different mm-hmm. sub and different subjects. So, um, by all means, you know, be putting uh, your vegetable garden in. You can also continue this time of year. And even with this cold weather, there are plants that you could plant in your garden uh, that won't be harmed by frost. So you can mm-hmm. put things in like um, like pansies or or uh, Johnny Jump Ups, we call them sometimes. Um, Alyssum doesn't mind the cold a little bit. Um, there's mm-hmm. a whole slew of snapdragons, for instance, very, very pretty, lots of different colors, different sight, heights. All of those... Uh, can take a little bit of frost, so you can go or home, you know, a box store and buy pansies and alyssum and uh, some other things that are plant them out, and not have to worry about covering them up. So you can be planting those right now as well. Okay, all right. I <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about one plant in particular. Um, Echinacea, does it yeah. grow in Florida? As an annual only. As an annual only. Okay. Can you, you know, because, and the reason I'm uh, asking about echinacea. Echinacea or coneflower 
is the uh-huh. perennial. And they grow very, very well. And the breeders mm-hmm. have really been working on that plant. So they're not just lavender anymore. There's there's some that are white and there are some that are mango colors, yellow and so on. So you plant them thinking that they're going to be perennials. So you plant them in your garden in the spring and they bloom all summer and they do really well. And when wintertime comes, they they supposed to. And then in the spring, you would expect them to come up and flower all over again. But in mm-hmm. Orlando, they don't they don't do that. They don't do you that. You plant them okay. in the spring. Yeah, you have to treat them as a bedding plant or as an annual. They will mm-hmm. not repeat in your garden. Okay. One of the reasons I was asking you about echinacea, one of the reasons I was asking about echinacea because I I know that, for example, when people are are sick or whatever, a lot of people use echinacea tea. And I was wondering, are those the same plants that are used for the teas? And is there a way to, you know, I guess grow the plants yourself and I guess, I don't know, do you dry the leaves? Do you dry the flower uh, to make the tea? How does that work? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know how oh, okay. to harvest it and use it as a as a remedy, but um, I, I don't, I, I just don't know enough about that. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. You, you so, stumped me. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, you said you could make it up. But I won't make you do that this time. It, but, you know, I want to talk to you in a year's time, so. <laughs> That's true. So, all right. So, And then you were talking about greens, and I'm I'm thinking about, you got me thinking about greens and cornbread possibly for this weekend. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good yeah. collards with the, uh, a little uh, fat back or um, uh, people are using um, smoked turkey necks. Smoked now. turkey. You know, if you don't mm-hmm. want, if you don't want um, pork um, or or meat, uh, you people are using turkey necks and mm-hmm. smoked turkey necks. They're less expensive mm-hmm. and um, it's very 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 good. I have a question for you. Yes, when, sir. When did the price of oxtails? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you don't have to go forward with that question. I, that is, my husband and I have been talking about that for the past couple of weeks. Um, I don't they know. Couldn't, they couldn't. That's kind of like chicken, but yeah, it's worse. They couldn't give oxtail away. You know, yeah. if you bought a. You bought a lot of meat. They threw a couple of oxtail in there for free, so they didn't have to fuss with it. But I was at the store the other day, and a package of oxtail was twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, twenty yeah. for for soup. Yeah, yeah. needless yeah. to say, I didn't buy any. But oxtail. well, my husband, and, my husband got an oxtail. He asked me whether or not he should buy it. I'm like, it's your money. It's on you. But he actually bought a prepared oxtail dinner and you know yeah. uh, unfortunately when you get those dinners most it's more rice in there than anything else unfortunately but yeah. Yeah. He, he bought a prepared oxtail dinner 
for like $21 or something like that and for oh, us and we, and for us to split okay it's it's insane how the prices have gone up on oxtail and um they well when i grew up when my mom used to fix oxtail and everything the way they were cut is is different than the way they cut some of the oxtails now they're the the ones that you get now are very flat um, right, you like know, and yeah, so um, and I'm, you know, I'm I like mine with a little more meat than some of them have on there. So, uh, but yeah, because so it's like when you're, it seems like you're paying for more bone than you are actually meat uh, with the oxtails. So I, I love a good oxtail. Um, you know, I don't oh. do as much red meat as I used to, but when I do, that's usually on my priority list. But right. at this point, I'd rather, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm tempted to go shop around for it and, and buy it myself and definitely not rely on someone else to cook it because that's just more more expensive than getting it out of yeah. the store. Yeah. Is but I think you were asking me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You were asking me about the how how expensive they got, and I think a lot of it has to do with the change in population and the demand for it. We have a population now that is very much used to having it as a staple, where that wasn't the case before. Um, so you know, it, it was nothing to go and buy some oxtails because it was cheap. You know, now it's just that well, we're used to having it. We like it. Uh, we pay more for it because that's that's what we want. But it's the yeah. same. They used to they used to throw it in the bag just so they didn't have to fuss with it. You know, not mm-hmm. anymore. They make some they make some serious money out of it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like I say. It's like I, I want to know when chicken got so expensive too, because chicken was not that expensive. And I'm not talking about chicken breasts because chicken breasts have always been a little pricier, but it's it's like all of it now. So I bought and I bought some drumsticks the other day at Sam's, and it was uh-huh. chicken. I double checked double checked to make sure it was chicken, but they were almost as big as turkey legs. Oh, and I told oh, that's interesting. I told my wife. I said. I hope I never come across that chicken. That, that mm. was a big chicken. That was a big chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my husband is is um, upset about uh, you know when you when you buy chicken wings now. Um, <laughs> you know, are, are you really buying a chicken wing or are you buying the chicken pieces? You know, because the wing, yeah. you know, the, 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 your paint, you, you know, I, I think people need to be reminded a wing consists of three parts, not just a, a drumette or a flat, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Like you said, the cultures, <laughs> cultures in the center of Florida are definitely changing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a matter, it's a matter of also, kind of having to modify things with that change and and that means you know maybe going to doing a, a diet one of the things that's becoming more popular is the mediterranean diet which is using more um vegetables and, and uh herbs right. and stuff like that and so it may yeah. just be a matter of we need to change the diet um and a lot of us can't necessarily um 
grow, <laughs> raise our own cows for the oxtail, or you know, we we can possibly raise some chickens if we have the time and our, or and space and are inclined to do so. So, but it's a lot easier to grow those vegetables and and uh, we'll cut oh, some of the what true. you're paying at the store. Yeah, I'm I'm growing um, three different kinds of uh, cabbage. And one is good for slaw, and one is good for sauerkraut, and the other one is good for everything. Um, oh. And my cauliflower is just, they're grown, they're just, I love cauliflower, but the plants are just mm-hmm. so big. You know, the, the mm-hmm. you know the, it takes up a space about 30 by 30. And um, that, you know, if you're growing in a raised bed, you can't really take time, sacrifice the space to grow cauliflower if it's 30 mm-hmm. inches in diameter. So uh, you have to, and there aren't any smaller varieties of cauliflower. I mean, you can buy small varieties of cabbage that ultimately get about the size of your fist. You can buy mm-hmm. broccoli that doesn't get very big. Um, and the same thing with lettuce. You can get small varieties of lettuce. So you can grow those, a lot of those, in raised beds. But cauliflower is just huge, and it takes up a lot of space. But nothing like fresh cauliflower right out of the garden. Let me ask you, cauliflower has become popular in other forms now. You can even buy it in the freezer section where you either have what they call riced cauliflower or mashed right. cauliflower. Have you prepared, have you yourself prepared fresh cauliflower in any of those different ways? Robert? Oh, no. Looks like we lost Robert. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, the the num- we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. The number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. Dee's Power Hour. I never had it so good. Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us on this beautiful Friday in the Garden with Mr. Robert Bowden. And if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. Robert, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. I kind of lost you for a minute, but glad you're back. Yeah. Glad you're back. And you, so, and, um, and you're still breaking up a little bit, but that's all right. We'll, we'll proceed. 
<laughs> we will. We will. So, um, okay. Uh, what other things should we be uh, doing with uh, our, our planting right now or our, I, I was going to say harvesting? Um, we we talked about, you know, we still can do some uh, winter uh, vegetables right now, which is great. Um, I wanted to ask you about something that I saw on a video, though, um, where they took, I guess, some blue, excuse me, no, it wasn't blueberries, it was blackberries in a paper yep. towel, a bunch of them. I, it was, I actually saw this, uh, I guess, on a LinkedIn video this morning, S- smashed them up and then scrape the seeds into some soil in a pot to grow. Does that really work? Um, yes. Those seeds okay. will produce, they will produce blackberries, plants. However, okay. um, the blackberries have been hybridized. They've been bred to have very specific characteristics that make it, make them easy to grow and make them even taste better. So okay. and the same pro- we had the same problem with tomatoes. Um, so the, when we uh, eat blackberries, um, you know, we like them big and thick. You know, I grow blackberry about the size of my thumb. And um, there are varieties uh, of blackberries that were developed in Arkansas um, mm-hmm. at the university there that don't have thorns. So when you when you go to uh, a garden center or to a home improvement store, you want to look for uh, a particular blackberry called Arapaho. Arapaho, it produces very large berries in the, the late spring, early summer. Uh, very tasty. They're very large. And they have no thorns. So you can go ahead and plant those. And um, you, the great thing about growing raspberries in Florida is that you don't really need to take care of them. You don't want to fertilize them. You need to continue with moisture, of course. But that's usually not a problem in the summer in central Florida. Um, but you don't have to fertilize them. Just make sure they're in full sun. And you can let them trail around the ground, along the ground, or you can uh, put some posts up, let's say eight feet apart, and put a, put a wire from post to post at two feet and again at four feet, and you can train the branches as they grow on those wires, just like they do with grapes. And uh, it's a very, very easy way uh, to grow blackberries. If you use the the seeds, uh, the seeds will not produce plants that taste as good, nor will they uh, be thornless. Uh, they'll probably have lots of thorns, which makes it really nasty to grow. So I think it's just easier to go ahead and buy the plant and plant it. But if you're just curious and want to grow them, you can from those seeds. Okay. Good to know. 
Um, another fruit that um, is, is going to be popular uh, soon, um, the Strawberry Festival is at the end of next month, begins in the next month. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's February 29th. So when do, you know, when do they start, I guess, in terms of the planting and preparing for the Strawberry Festival? How long does it really take for uh, a strawberry to 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 grow and to ripen and become really good and fresh and a, sweet. That is that is a really really good question, and um, I I get absolutely insane when I go to a garden center or a home improvement store, and because strawberries are being harvested, people will buy strawberry plants thinking um, that they can harvest or they can plant them in mm-hmm. in winter and have strawberries in a few weeks like other vegetables. And that's right. how strawberries work. Strawberries uh-huh. need to be planted in the fall. Okay. And then they and then they grow and then in late winter, early spring is when they produce the berries. But because uh-huh. berries are on the market, companies are selling the plants mm-hmm. up as you know, as an opportunity, but they won't produce strawberries this season. Usually buy okay. strawberries in a bundle of 25 little rooted strawberry plants, and then you put them in the ground in the fall. And you continue to grow them. You have to weed. Make sure there isn't any weed competition. You have to keep the slugs. Robert, you still there? Oh, okay. All right. It 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 seemed like it cut out a little bit. Uh, continue, please. You can grow strawberries in hanging baskets, which is a great way to do it because the slugs. And the caterpillars can't get to it. But they're a very mm. maintenance-intensive vegetable in the ground. Uh, slugs, caterpillars, bugs, man, they just love strawberries. So I tell people, like, it's like growing corn. There, there's a lot of disease and insect pressure on growing corn. They get so many bugs that I think everybody, and I say this in my vegetable book, um, I think everybody needs to grow corn and strawberries one time because after you try to grow corn, you're really going to appreciate those strawberries in that container for $4 or <laughs> ears of corn, you know, four for a dollar. Um, yeah. It's just so, so much easier than trying to grow them yourself. You know, and okay. you know me, I try to grow everything as much as I right. can. But stra- <laughs> strawberries and um, strawberries are tough, 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 tough. So, if you're going to take up the challenge of the strawberries, you have to do it in the fall. You have to begin in the fall. But at That's this correct. point in time, just wait for the strawberry festival and, and go <laughs> and plant soon. Yep. Uh, That's exactly I think it's February twenty ninth to March tenth. Okay. Yeah, you know, so I want to get. 
you do not want to plant strawberries now. It's far too late. Okay. Okay. So I want to get back to something I was talking about before you came on. Um, uh, Duke Energy is uh, partnering with the um, Arbor Foundation. They're giving away – you can register today to get trees. They have three types of trees they're giving away, um, a sweet bay, magnolia, um, there's a a cypress. I've got to look and see what kind of cypress that is, and um, a pink crepe myrtle. Uh, you have any tips for anyone wanting to register for a tree? Yeah, uh, crepe murals are very good. Um, they really enjoy uh, Florida's hot weather and full sun. Um, they're, they're, I'm not sure what variety of crepe myrtle, but um, make sure um, that you find out what kind it is and make sure you plant that in a place where you want a plant that tall or small. Crepe myrtles come in sizes from four feet to 40 feet. So you need to find out what kind it is because you don't, you don't want to buy a plant not knowing uh, what, what variety it is and say, oh, isn't it pretty? And then you plant it next to your front door, only have it to grow 40 feet tall. So mm, okay. it's best. It's best to find out what kind it is, and let's say um, it's a pink variety that grows to 12 feet. Well, now you know that it grows to 12 Mm -hmm. feet, and you can put it somewhere in the garden where a 12-foot-tall plant will look nice. But Mm -hmm. if there's no name on it, uh, you could plant it somewhere um, and have it get so big that it's really more of a nuisance uh, than it is um, the one that you want. Now, the other two, probably a bald cypress. Yeah, and, a bald cypress. Uh, and, a, and a sweet bay magnolia. Mm-hmm. Both of those uh, will grow um, where it's moist, where it's wet. So if, okay. you, if your home uh, is on a lake or a stream or backs up to an environmental area where it's usually wet, then um, a sweet bay or um, the um, the cypress will be excellent choices. Cypress will also grow where it's not wet. Uh, they're they're a little more they're certainly more drought resistant than the sweet bay. Sweet bay likes it wet most of the time. Um, mm, okay. But but the the uh, cypress will grow um, either place. And so those are good choices. I hope um, I hope that they put the name, what variety of the crepe myrtle it is, so you know where to put it in your garden, because you don't want to put it in a place where it's going to grow too big. Okay, Robert, thanks so much. Appreciate you taking the time out your schedule. Hopefully to talk to you next yes, month. Ma'am. Take it's care. Been a pleasure. Nice talking with you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. And thank you all for listening. Just remember, you're making plans for this weekend. Um, like I said, today is a National Popcorn Day. I, I, I know, I don't know about all of the theaters, but Regal and AMC are giving away popcorn. Um, and then also, I, Chef George Ashford mentioned about uh, jazz that he's having um, at his restaurant this coming Sunday uh, at CB Bistro. 
So uh, make sure you check into that as well. And don't forget to register today for those uh, those trees. And thank you for taking the time out. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Stay warm. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well. Be safe. Be blessed. Hug a loved one. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.